I want to talk to you about a topic. Mark 9 is a wonderful chapter. I don't know if you've ever spent much time in it. Uh, Maybe that's a little bit too much. I'll try to talk a little louder. Um, But Mark 9 is a wonderful chapter. And in that chapter there, if, if you're a preacher especially, you can find, or a Sunday school teacher, you can find so many topics to unravel and begin to speak on. Mark 9 is, is where Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up on the Mount of Transfiguration. And there they see Jesus as his appearance totally changes. And all of a sudden there's Elijah and Moses there talking to Jesus. And I feel, like the, I feel like the disciple, I started to call him the apostle. He wasn't an apostle yet, but the disciple, Peter, he was the spontaneous one. He was the one that's always speaking before he, he really, he didn't filter anything. It just came out of his mouth, whatever hit his brain, or maybe it didn't even hit his brain. It just came out of his mouth. And I'm afraid that sometimes that, that Peter is, is a lot like some of us today. Because as he's sitting here observing this glorious event, I mean, Jesus, just his appearance transfigures in front of them. And, and then here's Elijah and Moses and the three of them are, are talking. And, and Peter just feels like he's got to say something. And there's a lot of things he could have said that would have probably been just mind-shattering. And, and, but he says, Lord, it's good that we're here. <laughs> well, yes, that's kind of an under, that's an understatement. Lord, it's good that we're here. Let, we should build three tabernacles. Now, what did that have to do with anything? Build one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And I know what it was. He was wanting to pay honor, but but what Peter is missing here is Jesus selected those three to take them up there where they could see the glory of God. And instead of him observing the glory of God, well, maybe he observed it, but he got so excited in it that he, all, he stepped back into himself instead of just standing there in awe of who God really is. Sometimes I think we, we speak whenever we should be listening. We speak whenever we should be in awe of his glory. Whenever we, we stand and, and, and we, 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 we look at what's going on around us and then all of a sudden we see God doing something and then we feel like we want to say... Really, probably the best thing that Peter could have done was to throw his hands in the air and to just begin to give honor and glory to God for what he was observing and for what he was seeing. Because what, what the Lord really took them up there for was for them to actually see the glory of God. That's what he, he took them up there for. And then, of course, they come down from the mountain. And I was going to read you some of it, but I'm not. They come down from the mountain. And as they come down from the mountain, they find the other disciples and this poor man with his son that's got a deaf and dumb spirit. And uh, 
And as they're standing there, the question, Jesus says, what's basically, basically what he says in the, in the New International Bruce version of Scripture, what's going on here? And uh, they said, and all of a sudden the father speaks up. He said, well, I brought my son here and for him to be healed and to, for the spirit to be cast out of him, but your disciples cannot do it. Jesus, you know, just, guys, how long am I going to have to be here? This is a simple thing. And so he gets into this conversation with the father, and he says, how long has this happened? How long has this been going on? As well, since he was a baby. And all these things. And then he asked the Lord to do something, if you can. Oh, and Jesus said, I can't. That's not a problem. Whether I can or not is not the problem here. Let's understand, that's not the problem here. The problem is if thou canst believe. And Mark 9, 23 says, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Did you you hear what I just said? If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believeth. The word believe here comes from the Greek word, and I'm going to try to do it without a Grant Parish accent. Uh, It's a Greek word. Donna said last night it sounded Spanish. Maybe it's the way I say it makes it sound Spanish. I don't know. You, You decide. And it simply means this, to have faith. Now this is the word believe. It means to have faith. It means to entrust. Especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ. That's important right there. Especially one's spiritual well-being, not physical well-being. But you're, because the spiritual comes first. Because we go on down in Mark 9 and we will find as, it, as we go into it that if your hand offend you, cut it off. If your eye offend you, pluck it out. It's better to go into heaven without these things than to go into hell with both of them. So the physical part is not as important as the spiritual part. It's one spiritual being. But the other, the other definition of it is to commit, to trust, to put in trust with. Put in trust with. Now this did not say to trust in. It said to put in trust with. There is a difference. To say you put your trust in something is to say I trust you. However, that trust can be withdrawn. And you say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, let's just, for instance, I, I put my trust in Dylan about something. Or, and uh, the next thing I know, Dylan's out here talking about me. And he's not near as much a friend, and he would never do that. I'm just picking on him because I know I can. But all of a sudden, I realize I can't trust him like I thought I could. So I withdraw my trust. 
And then from now on, I'll hold him at an arm's length and we're not that close. We're not as close as I thought we were. So to say that you put your trust in something is something that can be withdrawn. But to say put in trust with, with what? With my relationship. In other words, my relationship is on the line in this trust that I have. The, the, man, the, the man is asking Jesus, if you can, would you heal my son? And Jesus says, that's not a problem. That's not the problem. I think I'm going to get loud. You can probably turn me down a little bit. Maybe I'm not going to just talk. It's not a problem that I, that, 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 it never was an issue whether I could heal him or not. It was never an issue whether God could deliver you it was never an issue whether God could forgive you. It was never an issue that God could not bring you out. It was never an issue that God could not heal you of whatever manner of disease there was. There was never an issue that he could not. It was always an understood fact that he could. And he looks at the man and he says, it's just understood. Everybody here knows. Now the fact that my disciples were not able to do it, but I can. So if you can believe, then I'm going to touch your son. If you are going to, to put your, your trust with me, if you're going to take your relationship 21st century Christian, if you're going to take your relationship that you have with God and lay it on the line and say, I trust you with my situation, with my life. I believe that you can. And basically, that's my title today. I believe. I believe. I give you everything. I, 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 they just sang it to you. I give you Jesus. If you've run out of, uh, out of road, I give you Jesus. If you've run out of options, I give you Jesus. If you've run out of how to solve the situations that's going on around you, let me just say this, I give you Jesus. If, if you've reached a place where, where you don't know if you will ever be healed or not, let me just say this, I give you Jesus today. I just give you Jesus because he's the one that can make a difference in every situation. But to say put in trust with means to totally commit. It means nothing held back, no turning back. Totally in, sink or swim. In other words, I'm not gonna withdraw anything. There's no trust here that I'm going to withdraw because Michael told us this morning in the first service, we have a good king. We have a good king, and our good king is not going to, to, to leave us hanging, and he's not going to ever do anything to us that is not acceptable. Everything that he does for us and to us is good, and it is for our benefit. Now, we may get ourselves in some trouble, and we've all done that. We've all been there, but he also is the one that has delivered us out of all of our troubles. 
and he will deliver you out of all your trouble. I'm just here to say today, believe. Just believe, just say it. I believe, I believe that it's going to happen. I believe. The question is not whether you can, God, I believe. I'm totally in, sink or swim. I'm not turning back. I'm not going another direction. I'm totally invested. Some people take their estate and they put it into a trust fund. That trust fund has certain documentation with it that says that at the death of this particular person or at, their, at, at a certain point in their life, this trust fund will go to the heirs or this trust fund will be made available to our children, our grandchildren, or, or whatever it is. At, at some point, and we, we, Don and I years ago, started for both of our grandkids a little fund, and at 18, that, that fund becomes mature and it's theirs for college. It's not theirs just to spend. It's theirs for college. It's there to help them through, through, through those beginning years whenever they have graduated from high school and helps put them, it, it's there. And at 18, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's already settled there. At 18, we're not going to wonder whether that money is made available to them. But at 18, it becomes theirs. It's no longer an if. When we see the template, the template for this kind of trust, or if you will, this kind of relationship in Paul's, in Paul's writing, he he gives us this template and he shows us this in the Ephesians 5 where he's talking about marriage and he says to the men, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. In other words, it's unconditional. Christ will never turn his back on us. Christ will never turn his back on you. He will never leave you stranded. If, you, if he ever lets you down, trust me, you are the first person that has ever been let down by God. I can promise you that. And what he is saying in Ephesians 5 is love your wife as Christ. In other words, here's the example. Love her as Christ loved the church. And, and he, he did that. Christ loved the church whenever he knew that the church was going to fight wars in his name. They were going to curse his name. They were going to turn their back on him. And what did he do? He loved them anyway. Here's, here's the point today. There is nothing in question here about whether God can. There's no question here about whether God will, will leave you and forsake you. There is no question here that says that, well, I wonder if God will. There, there is no question. The answer is simply this, believe. Believe. In other words, totally commit. Now, at least I ought to get a good apostolic Pentecostal amen and a hand clap in there somewhere. That's better preaching. Unconditional, totally committed, sink or swim, nowhere to stop. I'm going to believe. I'm going to, regardless of how it looks, regardless of how it turns out, I'm going to believe.
I'm going to believe. Our belief in Christ must be on a relationship level. Just as he said in Ephesians 5, husband, love your wife. My relationship with Christ is the same. There's no if, there's no buts, there is no reason to even debate the issue. I believe. I believe. Of course, this precious man that has brought his son to the Lord, the Lord has said to him, if you can believe. And he looks at the Lord in, in the 24th verse, the very next verse down, and in straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. But the rest of that's what I like. Because he recognizes I am a human flesh. I am frail human flesh. So Lord, if there is anything in me that may not believe, Lord, help mine unbelief. Lord, help mine unbelief. If there's something in me that is still questioning, would you please just help mine unbelief? I mean, he didn't ask him to overlook it. It wasn't, no, he's saying, give me, give me what I need. Give me the strength that I need to believe and, 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 and help me be able to, to endure until you do deliver or, or whatever the case may be. But still, regardless whether you do it now or a year from now, I still believe. I still believe. I'm totally in. I'm totally in. I'm not going to turn my back. I believe, and you say, well, let me just give you a prime example. We built this building back here and we moved into it in 2006. I felt like that that building would be paid for within five years. I'd had words given to me from various people that said, had, in fact, I had one guy that come to me and didn't even know me. He said the Lord had woke him up, told him to tell Bruce Maxwell that that building would be paid for in six months. In fact, he had to go to another man to point me out because he didn't even know who I was. But it hadn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. We're still making mortgage payments every month on it. But you know what? He didn't tell me which six months it was going to be in. I still believe. I still believe. I still believe. There is no place for me to question and there's no place for me to stop believing because it hasn't happened yet. I am still just as excited and if you would, the longer he, it, it waits for it to happen, the more excited and the more exuberant I'm gonna be whenever it actually does happen. Because when it does take place, I'm gonna give honor and I'm gonna give praise. But until then, I'm gonna go ahead and praise him because I know it's coming. Because I believe I'm totally committed. I'm totally in. I'm not turning back. The woman with the issue of blood. I, I talked about her here a few services ago on Wednesday night, I think it was. The little woman with the issue of blood, she's, she's not even supposed to be in public. Under Hebrew law, she is considered unclean. She's not supposed to be where anybody can even touch her. But scripture says she spent all she had. 
She didn't have anything else. She didn't have anywhere to turn. She didn't have anywhere to go. All she had was she had heard some stories about a man called Jesus and he was doing some miraculous things. And just the belief that if he did this for these other people is the possibility, does the possibility exist that he can do it for me? And regardless of what public opinion was about her, and regard, in fact, she was supposed to be going through the crowd or, or when she was around people, she was supposed to announce herself, unclean, I'm unclean. In other words, don't get around me, I'm unclean. But apparently she wasn't doing that because the word says she pressed her way through the crowd. I'm not, nothing's going to keep me from getting to the hem of his garment. Because she had made the statement, I don't need his attention. I don't need him to put his hand on my head. I don't need him talking tongues over me. I don't need him to anoint me with oil. I don't need those things. That's all fine and good. And if he does, that's wonderful. But if I can just touch, if I can just get a hold of the hem of his garment, everything's going to be all right. I believe. I believe it's going to be all right. And she, she presses her way through this crowd. And of course, Jesus, you know the story. Jesus says, who touched me? Well, Lord, that's crazy. That's what the disciples said. It's crazy. There's people all around you. People are touching you everywhere. Jesus says, no, I felt virtue. I felt something. Look, I feel it. Her desperation level had reached a place. There was nothing keeping her from touching Jesus. For somebody here today, your desperation level. I'm totally in. I'm totally committed. I'm not turning my back. I'm not looking for any other way out of this thing other than through Jesus. And he's going to deliver. And he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's going to bless. He's going to whatever. And, 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 and if he chooses to wait a while, it's still going to be for my good. It's still going to be for my good because I still believe that all things do work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I do believe that with all of my heart. The little woman with the issue of blood was totally in. Nothing's going to keep her from, from getting to Jesus. I asked the Lord how how was I supposed to end this? Was I supposed to open the altar because the altar, you know, we, we, we preach a message like this and people come down with maybe their faith elevated and yeah, it's gonna happen right now. But that, that wasn't the purpose of this message. Now, if God does something right now, I'm, I'm okay with that. I won't, I, won't, I won't deny it and I won't, no. But this message was for the fact that we all are facing some things in our life. What are you going to do when they come your way? What are you going to do when life caves in? What are you going to do when the doctor says, or what are you going to do like John? Walked in. Simple procedure. 
He didn't walk out. But one thing I've loved about him is his faith has been strong all the way through. I don't mean to embarrass you. I'm not, I'm not, but that first trip to, to Baton Rouge, when, I first, when we first went down, I really felt like I was going to have to pick them up off the bottom of the floor. I walked in there, and I didn't know what John's attitude was going to be like. Oh, he was scared. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying that. But there was nothing wrong with his faith. Nothing wrong. No, God's going to see me through. God's going to take care of this thing. God's going to see us through this situation. And he is. He is. They sent me a video. Some of you have already seen it. Must have made it to Facebook. I don't know. Fingers out of left hand. That, that Friday night? Was that Friday night? It's Friday night. Yeah, that's right. Sunday, I, well, I told them, told them that, I think last Sunday, that his toes uh, were moving. You know, God can. Quit questioning. Quit wondering. I, I, I don't think that any of us really have a problem with faith. I think our biggest problem is whether he will or not or whether he will do it the way I want him to do it. Can we just, can we get out of the business of telling God how? Let's just get out of the business of telling God how and let's just let him do what he does best because he already knows exactly what I need. I believe, I believe. I believe. Why don't you stand with me? I'm done. I'm done. I believe. Here's, here's, the, way I, here's the way I want to end. I, I'm not going to keep you from coming to the altar. I, I mean, if you want to do that, you're more than welcome. However, if the situations in your life are bigger than you are, would you just slip your hand up? Okay, look look around you. You got. Don't be embarrassed now. If you've got situations in your life that's bigger than you are, get your hand up. All right, you see somebody close to you with their hand up. This is the way you pray. Lord, we believe there is nothing impossible for you, but all things are possible to them but that believe. And we believe. So whatever the mountain is, whatever the valley is, whatever it is, we believe and we trust you to do what you do and what you do best. We believe. Just why don't you lay hands on somebody that's right there close to you, that's got their hand up, and just begin that prayer right now. Just reach out and just pray. In the name of Jesus, let your voices go forth. Let your voice go forth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I believe. I trust. I trust. 
I know that you can. We're totally in. We're totally committed. We'll see this thing through to the very end. And we're going to rejoice all the way through it. We're going to praise you all the way through it. But whenever you deliver, we're going to tell everybody how you delivered it and what you did and and what a great miracle it was. I believe. I'm like the Father. I believe. I'm not questioning whether you can. I believe. And I know that you're able in every situation. Are you ready to just let him have it right now? Are you just ready to whatever your mountain was that you raised your hand over? Are you ready to let him have it right now? Now, Let me tell you what it's going to mean. It may mean it, you've got to walk through this for a while. Because maybe he's teaching you something. You know, Michael said something about that in our, in our first service today. That there are some things that he lets come in our life just so that he's able to mold us and shape us and teach us. So, are you willing to let him have it? And then you're willing to walk the walk that he's going to send you down or are you willing to let him have it and, and then let him just do an awesome work? And maybe it'd be done instantly or within the next couple of days or whatever. Let me ask you this. If you're not willing to let him have it, what is your option? What is your option? Do you have another solution? Do you have, another, do you have something to fall back on? No, I believe every one of us in here today, we are needy people. We are needy, and we need his help. Father, I thank you today. You are a very present help in every situation. There is none that are unsavable. There are none that are undeliverable. There are none that are unhealable. There is no mountain that a man can have that you have not already crossed over. There is nothing that you can't do. And in this room, we have our mountains. In this room, we have our situations and we have our circumstances. For some of us, they're too big for us to handle. You have seen their act of faith as they raise their hands saying, we need your help. So today we stand as the man with the boy that was, had the deaf and dumb spirit and we say, I believe. I believe. I believe. And if there is any unbelief in me or any weakness in my faith, Lord, would you help my unbelief? Help us, help us to learn to trust, to obey, to walk the way you want us to walk, to do the things you want us to do. You are a healer, you are a way maker, you are a deliverer, we already know that. All of us can testify to those things, but we still stand needing deliverance and needing healing and needing ways made where there seems to be none. And I guess as long as we are human, we will have those situations. So today we stand and we say, I believe. I believe. 
I believe. I'm totally in. I'm totally committed. I have put my trust with you. My trust is with you. I believe today in Jesus' name.